Fifth Day of Abide in Christ by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. As you came to him by faith. As ye have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, abounding therein. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7 in these words the apostle teaches us the weighty lesson that it is not only by faith that we first come to christ and are united to him but that it is by faith that we are to be rooted and established in our union with christ not less essential than for the commencement is faith for the progress of the spiritual life abiding in jesus can only be by faith there are earnest christians who do not understand this or if they admit it in theory they fail to realize its application in practice they are very zealous for a free gospel with our first acceptance of christ and justification by faith alone but after this they think everything depends on our diligence and faithfulness while they firmly grasp the truth the sinner shall be justified by faith they have hardly found a place in their scheme for the larger truth the just shall live by faith they have never understood what a perfect saviour jesus is and how he will each day do for the sinner just as much as he did the first day when he came to him they do not know that the life of grace is always and only a life of faith and that in the relationship to jesus the one daily and unceasing duty of the disciple is to believe because believing is the one channel through which divine grace and strength flow out into the heart of man the old nature of the believer remains evil and sinful to the last it is only as he daily comes all empty and helpless to his saviour to receive of his life and strength that he can bring forth the fruits of righteousness to the glory of god therefore it is as ye have received christ jesus the lord so walk ye in him rooted in him and established in the faith abounding therein as you came to jesus so abide in him by faith and if you would know how faith is to be exercised and thus abiding in jesus to be rooted more deeply and firmly in him you have only to look back to the time when you first received him you remember well what obstacles at that time there appeared to be in the way of your believing there was first your vileness and guilt it appeared impossible that the promise of pardon and love could be for such a sinner then there was the sense of weakness and death you felt not the power for the surrender and the trust to which you were called and then there was the future you dared not undertake to be a disciple of jesus while you felt so sure that you could not remain standing but would speedily again be unfaithful and full these difficulties were like mountains in your way and how were they removed simply by the word of god that word as it were compelled you to believe that notwithstanding guilt in the past and weakness in the present and unfaithfulness in the future the promise was sure that jesus would accept and save you on that word you ventured to come and were not deceived you found that jesus did indeed accept and save apply this your experience in coming to jesus to the abiding in him now as then the temptations to keep you from believing are many 
when you think of your sins since you became a disciple your heart is cast down with shame and it looks as if it were too much to expect that jesus should indeed receive you into perfect intimacy and the full enjoyment of his holy love when you think how utterly in times past you have failed in keeping the most sacred vows the consciousness of present weakness makes you tremble at the very idea of answering the saviour's command with the promise lord from henceforth i will abide in thee and when you set before yourself the life of love and joy of holiness and fruitfulness which in the future are to flow from abiding in him it is as if it only serves to make you still more hopeless you at least can never attain to it you know yourself too well it is no use expecting it only to be disappointed a life fully and wholly abiding in jesus is not for you oh that you would learn a lesson from the time of your first coming to the saviour remember dear soul how you then were led contrary to all that your experience and your feelings and even your sober judgment said to take jesus at his word and how you were not disappointed he did receive you and pardon you he did love you and save you you know it and if he did this for you when you were an enemy and a stranger what think you now that you are his own will he not much more fulfil his promise oh that you would come and begin simply to listen to his word and to ask only the one question does he really mean that i should abide in him the answer his word gives is so simple and so sure by his almighty grace you now are in him that same almighty grace will indeed enable you to abide in him by faith you became partakers of the initial grace by that same faith you can enjoy the continuous grace of abiding in him and if you ask what exactly it is that you now have to believe that you may abide in him the answer is not difficult believe first of all what he says i am the vine the safety and the fruitfulness of the branch depend upon the strength of the vine think not so much of thyself as a branch nor of the abiding as thy duty until thou hast first had thy soul filled with the faith of what christ as the vine is he really will be to thee all that a vine can be holding thee fast nourishing thee and making himself every moment responsible for thy growth and thy fruit take time to know set thyself heartily to believe my vine on whom i can depend for all i need is christ a large strong vine bears the feeble branch and holds it more than the branch holds the vine ask the father by the holy ghost to reveal to thee what a glorious loving mighty christ this is in whom thou hast thy place and thy life it is the faith in what christ is more than anything else that will keep thee abiding in him a soul filled with large thoughts of the vine will be a strong branch and will abide confidently in him be much occupied with jesus and believe much in him as the true vine and then when faith can well say he is my vine let it further say i am his branch i am in him i speak to those who say they are christ's disciples and on them i cannot too earnestly press the importance of exercising their faith in saying i am in him it makes the abiding so simple if i realize clearly as i meditate now i am in him 
i see at once that there is nothing wanting but just my consent to be what he has made me to remain where he has placed me i am in christ this simple thought carefully prayerfully believingly uttered removes all difficulty as if there were some great attainment to be reached no i am in christ my blessed saviour his love hath prepared a home for me with himself when he says abide in my love and his power has undertaken to keep the door and to keep me in if i will but consent i am in christ i have now but to say saviour i bless thee for this wondrous grace i consent i yield myself to thy gracious keeping i do abide in thee it is astonishing how such a faith will work out all that is further implied in abiding in christ there is in the christian life great need of watchfulness and of prayer of self-denial and of striving of obedience and of diligence but all things are possible to him that believeth this is the victory that overcometh even our faith it is the faith that continually closes its eyes to the weakness of the creature and finds its joy in the sufficiency of an almighty saviour that makes the soul strong and glad it gives itself up to be led by the holy spirit into an ever deeper appreciation of that wonderful saviour whom god hath given us the infinite emmanuel it follows the leading of the spirit from page to page of the blessed word with the one desire to take each revelation of what jesus is and what he promises as its nourishment and its life in accordance with the promise if that which we have heard from the beginning abide in you ye shall also abide in the father and the son it lives by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god and so it makes the soul strong with the strength of god to be and to do all that is needed for abiding in christ believer thou wouldst abide in christ only believe believe always believe now bow even now before thy lord and say to him in childlike faith that because he is thy vine and thou art his branch thou wilt this day abide in him note i am the true vine he who offers us the privilege of an actual union with himself is the great i am the almighty god who upholds all things by the word of his power and this almighty god reveals himself as our perfect saviour even to the unimaginable extent of seeking to renew our fallen natures by grafting them into his own divine nature to realize the glorious deity of him whose call sounds forth to longing hearts with such exceeding sweetness is no small step towards gaining the full privilege to which we are invited but longing is by itself of no use still less can there be any profit in reading of the blessed results to be gained from a close and personal union with our lord if we believe that union to be practically beyond our reach his words are meant to be a living an eternal precious reality and this they never can become unless we are sure that we may reasonably expect their accomplishment but what could make the accomplishment of such an idea possible what could make it reasonable to suppose that we poor weak selfish creatures full of sin and full of failures might be saved out of the corruption of our nature and made partakers of the holiness of our lord 
except the fact the marvellous unalterable fact that he who proposes to us so great a transformation is himself the everlasting god as able as he is willing to fulfil his own word in meditating therefore upon these utterances of christ containing as they do the very essence of his teaching the very concentration of his love let us at the outset put away all tendency to doubt let us not allow ourselves so much as to question whether such erring disciples as we are can be enabled to attain the holiness to which we are called through a close and intimate union with our lord if there be any impossibility any falling short of the proposed blessedness it will arise from the lack of earnest desire on our part there is no lack in any respect on his part who puts forth the invitation with god there can be no shortcoming in the fulfilment of his promise quote from the life of fellowship meditations on john fifteen one to eleven by a m james it is perhaps necessary to say for the sake of young or doubting christians that there is something more necessary than the effort to exercise faith in each separate promise that is brought under our notice what is of even greater importance is the cultivation of a trustful disposition towards god the habit of always thinking of him of his ways and his works with bright confiding hopefulness in such soil alone can the individual promises strike root and grow up in a little work entitled the encouragements to faith by james kimball there will be found many most suggestive and helpful thoughts all pleading for the right god has to claim that he shall be trusted the christian secret of a happy life is another little work that has been a great help to many its bright and buoyant tone its loving and unceasing repetition of the keynote we may indeed depend on jesus to do all he has said and more than we can think has breathed hope and joy into many a heart that was almost ready to despair of ever getting on in francis havergal's kept for the master's use there is the same healthful hope-inspiring tone end of fifth day